This is Scott from Reno, Nevada, and you are all listening to the Pro Hockey News Podcast. Welcome into another edition of the Pro Hockey News Podcast, first line edition brought to you by the Chicago Wolf Store. Check them out, chicagowolfstore.com, enter code PHN15, and you get some of the best logoed sports stuff out there in the minor professional world. That's the chicagowolfstore.com. Use the code PHN15. Adam and Eklani Goldsmith, Richard Cote with you. We're, we're all cold. That's, that's essentially, it's, it's all Minnesota weather for where we're all at that's essentially what it is pretty much basically yeah and i, and I lived that last week it was it was cold it was really cold. let me tell you it's a lot warmer last weekend than it was uh that's right now in minnesota it's, it's, it's not saying much I, I was gonna say how cold was it when you were up there adam it was it was the high of the teens no <laughs> we had we hit 20 on sunday at least oh, but I, I think i was gone by the time the high hit on sunday then must have been a late high. Maybe. Standing in your driveway did not feel 20s. Fire pit was nice, though. I, I will say, th- there was no wind. That, that, it had that going for it on Sunday. Yes. No, it That's was good. a very calm day. Yeah, for sure. So, a lot of news to throw around, gentlemen. We got the All-Star game uh, coming up. We have the All-Star break basically non-existent. There is no Olympic break. Instead, we've got 95 games to watch instead of not watching the NHL for two weeks. Uh, 95 uh, games, and they're all the Minnesota Wild. Pretty much. Jeez, we'll talk about that. Uh, but what we're going to – we'll start um, – I want to start with the Kent Hughes um, from agent to soon-to-be-fired GM after being hired by the Montreal Canadiens. You have a lot of faith in him to, to guide, you know, the ship of Montreal, don't you? I'm I'm puzzled by this is not it's not quintessential Montreal. He yes, he is originally from Quebec, but he's he's been a mass hole for the last 20 years as he's doing did his agent business in Boston. Um and his introductory press conference left me questioning it even more. The key takeaway is that he wants a team that's fast and plays with the puck and is a possession team because he doesn't like the teams and there's a couple of them that are defensive minded first in the NHL. I'm like, I was going to, what exactly in that description makes his desired Montreal team different from basically every other team in the NHL. Exactly. I mean, like he, he, his desire for a team that plays fast and with the puck possession first. And I'm like, well, isn't that, I mean, that's the new NHL. Like who is it besides like, uh, you know, Columbus ish and New Jersey. Who's not going offense first. I mean, even the Red Wings have figured out that the left wing lock doesn't work anymore. Yes. It's just, it's such a bizarre thing to come out and say in your introductory press conference. I mean, listen, good for him. You get that five-year contracts when you get fired in two and a half, you're still well taken care of for the next two and a half. I'm, you know, I guess you're hopeful for Montreal, but like, it's so weird that this is a team that was the Stanley cup uh, finalist a year ago in the bubble. Yeah. And now, I mean, just blowing everything up so quickly. It's so strange. 
I mean, look, obviously, you know, Bergevin made some, I mean, there were some puzzling moves from him uh, in, in the draft market. Um, I, I got no problem, but you know, you're moving on from him, but like you add Jeff Gordon and then you bring in an agent as, as your new GM. I mean, it's worked, it's happened before in yeah. other sports, but it's, it does feel like a awfully strange move. I mean, I think the, the most interesting thing about the hire is every description, you know, every sort of lead paragraph that talks about Kent Hughes is he's bilingual. Yes. Well, that's required. Yeah. yeah. That is the I most mean, important we, thing we, we, in that organization. Yes. That, that that's like being from Minnesota to be part of the wild for, for a while. You know, you have to have the quota. Uh, yeah. If, if you if you're not bilingual, just uh, don't, don't go to Montreal. I mean, R- Richard, what struck me the most is, is listening to his, some of his press conference and, and reading a bunch of it. Um, and his quotes is, so he wants to build the Colorado Avalanche. Let's just worry about scoring. Well, hopefully find a goalie. Yeah, pretty much. And, you know, I'm, I'm looking at that division. I'm like, at, at this point, you're trying to build a team to compete with, with Boston, Toronto, Florida, and Tampa Bay, who are already going to be faster, more possessive of the puck, and better scoring than you. And you're not going to try and stop them. I, I think you're... you're um, uh, your goals are set a, a little too high, at least if you want to compete in the Atlantic right now. I mean, uh, not just, but not just those four teams. I mean, Detroit and Ottawa, you know, Buffalo's at least scoring a little bit, you know, more than they usually are. Ottawa's almost at three goals a game. I mean, he, th- the entire division is a more potent offensive force oh. than he is. It's a complete but, teardown job to accomplish what he wants to accomplish. Oh, and by the way, if he wants to get to the Stanley Cup, he's got to go through Carolina, Washington, and Pittsburgh, who yeah. happen to be really good with the puck. I just, it just, it's, it struck me as he brought nothing. Like what he said is what every team wants to be. Like here's Tampa, here's Colorado. Figure like how can you copycat them and have a, have a little better defense? Oh, Tampa figured out defense. They got some Norris guy, you know, and they figured out a goalie back there. Colorado's like, we're, 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 we're trying to figure out that back end stuff. We, we got yeah. a defense. We still haven't figured out what to do. And I mean, like wh- what he said, it's not bad, but I want to leave my press conference for my new GM feeling like, yeah, we got a chance. And I'm like, holy crap, we're Ottawa. I, I don't know. The, the press conference was to me, it was kind of like a cookie cutter, you know, yes. Here, here's, you know, the form sheet of how you're going to respond. And that's not enough in Montreal though. That's the problem. That, that shouldn't be enough, enough anywhere. anywhere. It shouldn't be enough anywhere, but in that market, I mean, that market with that media aspirational doesn't cut it. No, want, you, you need a plan. And he, that, want it. to me, he doesn't have one. He's, no. he's an agent. I wanted Scott Boris or Drew Rosenhaus or Eagleson. Like I wanted a charismatic dynamic guy with a funny line or something like kind of off the cuff. And instead I got a hockey guy. Right. And what he doesn't understand about the Tampa thing is like, it's not, and, and he as an agent needs to know that this wasn't just, you know, ownership and management going out there and throwing a bunch of money around. They are a homegrown team by and large, all like all of those, those individual award-winning guys you named are all homegrowns. So if you're not willing to build through the draft and, you know, build the, the slow, painful old, 
you know, old way of doing things, you're not going to become that team. Yeah, let me just, let's just go through this. Uh, Kucherov, Stamkos, Point, Palat, Sorelli, Kalorn, Colton, Radish, Hedman, uh, Foot, and Vasilevsky, all drafted. Mm-hmm. Core and then, like, they traded for McDonough, Sergachev, and Cermak. So they traded for their back end. Half their back end was traded for. But up front... One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, ten out of their rostered thirteen forwards drafted. Like, yeah, that's how you got to do it. You got to use your draft picks wisely, and you know, pick up pieces where it's needed. I personally, if I'm Montreal, because Bergevin, I think you mentioned this, Lonnie, major issue with drafts. Getting an agent, I don't know. I would have gone for the scouting background guy not the agent background guy to fix what the Canadians need. They'll go to the yeah. cap ceiling. I mean, it's not like, like I said, they've proven it this year. They'll go to the cap ceiling. Yeah. Money isn't an issue. I just, yeah, I'm, I'm not, you know, like, like I said, I, I, I don't know the guy. I am no hockey expert clearly because I'm with you. Yahoo's on a podcast. <laughs> so that tells you what I know about the sport. But as a fan, if I was a fan of Montreal, especially, I'm not leaving excitement about this one. No, it definitely leaves you wanting a little bit. Yeah. So that's it. That's all I got. That's all I got. You know, maybe for barrel hockey, I'll send him some nice gear up there where he can get some of the greatest hockey gear that's out there at a great affordable price. Check him out. Prohockeynews.com. Click on the banner not my best transition no that that was that was a stretch that was like one of my best transitions you need to do better probably should have gone with the gift of jewelry by lde maybe that would have been a better that ah. might have been okay i'm off i'm off okay <laughs> i'm off Let, let's talk all-star game um we've got our favorite topic jersey talk we've also got uh the rosters to talk about let's start the rosters first because I think this is a two-second topic. Richard, in the rundown, you put who deserves it, who got snubbed. Mm-hmm. Nobody got snubbed from the All-Star game. There's no such thing as an All-Star snub. Because to, to put a guy on, you have to take a guy off. Fine. Until you – we can talk about all the guys that deserved it. But my, my snub is who needs to get on, who gets on, who do you take off, you still stay within the rules. And the stupid rules of everybody being represented is – Still stupid. Uh, yeah, there's that. But I mean, yeah. I'll this, give it to you. Is, you obviously think there was a snub. And, and no, no, no. I, this was obviously not so much for the rosters that were set forth. It was more of the last man in to be voted as by the fans. So, well, nobody got snubbed because the fans have spoken and majority wins. This isn't the U.S. Senate. Majority rules. <laughs> oh, doesn't, okay. mean the fan, doesn't mean the fans are necessarily right, though. How I will, dare I will, you question the fans? Yeah, okay, whatever. Look, I will say this. In the, <laughs> the Metropolitan Division, I think they got it wrong, but eventually, but it, the right guy is going because Zabinajad is uh, opting out due to some other prior arrangement in Sweden over the All-Star break, and Jake Gensel is going. I think Gensel, out of the list from the Metro, is the was the most deserving. Okay. So to me, that's the closest thing to a snub, but I think that was remedied. 
and that, that's kind of what I was going for. And then, yeah. I mean, in the central, I suppose you could make a case, uh, for, for Ryan Hartman of the group on the, uh, the, the last, uh, for the last man in list, but you know, I think Pacific division is, uh, right on with Troy Terry. In fact, how he, how, how it took him to the last man vote to get in is sort of astounding. It is well because Anaheim already had a couple of guys that I mean that that's how good Anaheim was right. in the first half. I, I in the set, I mean I'd argue that I, I don't think I think Kadri in the central d- deserved it the most, but I would have put Yossi or Jones over Hartman in my vote. Oh, like, interesting. I, I had okay. Hartman down like at fourth or fifth. I, I mean, he, Kessel is 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 a light of an abomination that, that that's happening in in the desert. Um, I thought Seth Jones before his COVID protocol, his numbers were phenomenal, especially the last 20 games. Yossi, I think it's Yossi's still to me one of the most undervalued players in the NHL. I, I still don't understand the lack of Yossi love in the NHL. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just, I mean, to me, like I said, not trying to like take the luster away, but I don't know. The rosters are the rosters. It's the all-star game. Everybody like they're pretty solid. With yeah. the format that they have now, everybody everybody that deserves to go gets to go, and we're going to see a lot of offense in three-on-three. Three. Yep, right. And, yeah, it's just, you know, whoever you, you put in their all-star game, it's it's going to yep. be a fun one. Yeah. My bigger problems are the jerseys. Yes. Okay. Very lame. I, I don't – not no, no, no. I don't not like them. I have two problems with them. Maybe three. I have multiple problems. I, I don't I don't not like them. So let's start there. Like if I was into buying all-star jerseys, this would actually be some of the one I would consider buying. They're, they're, they're clean, they're crisp for all that. But that's also the problem I have with them. They, the headline in the head, here's the headline on, on the NHL.com. 2022 NHL all-star game jerseys have very real throwback feel. You know what the problem is? The game's in Vegas, right? Why does it have a throwback feel? If you're going to go stupid and gaudy and crazy, Vegas is the place to do it. And talk about team colors that are stupid and gaudy and crazy. Yeah, Vegas. Black, yeah. black and gold? Well, I mean, the, the gold is kind of gaudy, the red a little bit too. Okay. Yeah. But I mean, like, like you could have gone so so interesting. You could have ad- you could have done different things with the Vegas color wet, you know, color schemes to make two or four distinct fun jerseys that would, you know work on the ice no matter what the matchups were or or hear me out remember what mlb did like I mean, it was almost like 20 years ago with those like you know uniforms of the future don't, don't turn back the future no. yeah no no no, 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 don't, no, 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 no. they could have gone Stop. all in on that and talk about the future of hockey i would have been more okay with that which, than- okay which they do because they're using the eddie zero auction engineering plastic bottle what? stuff okay that that's cool and everything but design yeah. a jersey to go with that exactly yeah don't don't i, I agree you're doing it in a new arena uh, uh you know a town that's new to to the nhl relatively um, I, I know they have a huge following in Vegas, but it is, it's the future of hockey. Why don't you have a Jersey that represents that? And not yeah. only that, you went back to the NHL shield as the crest, which we haven't right. seen since 18. Yeah. It, it, the, and then the left shoulder is going to have the team logo. The right shoulder is going to have the all-star patch. And like you, you, you didn't make a bad Jersey. You just missed a chance to be, perfect for the all-star game in Vegas. And you know, if they're going to be talking about trying to do a throwback, throw the orange NHL logo on there. 
Yeah, I mean, if you're if you're yeah. truly going to go throwback, and I think, and you mentioned it, Lonnie, the two or four jerseys, they keep like each division should have one jersey. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like, why you have a, a dark and like only have two jerseys? Like, each division have their own jersey. Right. You you especially Vegas with their what do they have four or five different jerseys that they've rolled out over the course of their yeah. four years in the league. <laughs> you could do, you could do a different Jersey, black, white, gold, gold, red. There you go. Based on the color scheme. Yeah. There it is. Or it's being held in a Western conference city, Western conference. Where's dark Eastern conference. Where's white. Well, but the, but what no, happens but when they play, you, they play if, each other. What happens when the Atlantic and the Metro play each mm-hmm. other? That's right. That's nah, just, I forget about this tournament thing. I mean, like black, white, gold, red, yeah. chrome helmets. That's what should have happened. Mm. But yeah, it, listen, I, go all in. Listen, no, yeah, I yeah. hate the chrome helmets, but go all in for this. Why? What, what, what the hell are you <laughs> holding back for? Exactly. I just, I, that it's just, it was, like I said, I actually really like that blue jersey. I think it's a really crisp looking, cool jersey. Yeah. And, and I like what they did with the white, with the, you know, the, the kind of the Calgary red into like a maroon, like not, not like not a, not a bad look, but no, it's not bad. God's sakes. I, it's, it's not, it would have been great in minute. Like if Minnesota was hosting, even Columbus, I can kind of go with this with Columbus. I mean, it's a kind of Columbus is like a muted city, nothing flashy, you know, about Columbus, nice college town, but like, this is Vegas. Yeah. You screwed up. Yeah. Big time. <laughs> screwed up it's not flashy it wasn't you know it's not flashy like lede affinity jewelry now that is some flashy stuff out of out of new mexico he's right. got to screw it back you can get that you, you go on the on the banner on the website on the phn website and you click on that for your discount i'm back i'm back baby back that was um, much better gentlemen what are, what are you going to be doing during your olympic break Watching NHL games, <laughs> apparently. Holy. Watching all of the NHL games, all of them, Mo- mostly Minnesota, but watching the games. As 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 people ski and and speed skate and do things on mountains and, and also play hockey, the NHL will have ninety eight games that have been. Excuse me, ninety five games that have been rescheduled during what was the Olympic break. There are now ninety eight total new dates. Uh, postponement new dates plus 23 change dates to accommodate for the makeups because of the schedule rules and not playing too many games in a row. Got all that? I think so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there's like, there's like 120 stuff, 121 games that have been altered essentially. Uh, and 95 of them we're going to see during the Beijing Olympics. Look, I'm impressed that they're able to get the buildings, um, secured and uh and able to to move things around to be able to get that many games in uh during that window a lot of it has to i I, there's a lot of concert there's a lot it's a short quiet touring season in the winter of arena shows because of covid i mean i think they got lucky quote unquote because covid is still keeping concert series down Yep. You know, it's, you got to work around the NBA is, is all you have to, and they, they only have so many games, mm-hmm. you know? So, I, I mean, it's, it's not bad. I, I think it's going to be great that, that now during the Olympics, which are like on a 62 hour delay, I, I believe it's 62 hours. Something like um, that. Is the time difference between us and China? Yeah. Because of the vortex and, and the way they, their government works, I think. 
I was looking at the IAHF site trying to... I'm sorry for that, by the way. Oh, it's awful. It's such a terrible hockey. It is the worst experience all the time. Have you gone to the ECHL website? Because that one is pretty bad. better than the IIHF. Okay. Uh, I was trying to figure out, I was writing the... uh, writing the article from target field on uh, the women's Olympic roster being announced and trying to figure out when the schedule is, but all of the, the schedule is in Beijing time. So here I am a journalist who likes words, trying to do the math on time zones. And I think I finally punted and just said the Olympics start on this date, like just in general, because <laughs> I don't know with all I know is I'll be able to wake up in the morning and, watch olympics if i want to correct that's it and i'll be able to watch them live for like an hour before it hits midnight in china (laughs) yeah it's it's something like that you're right something it's ridiculous the loser by far in schedule roulette um is the minute are the minnesota wild starting on february 12th they play every other day and or back to back from February 12th to March 13th. They've got two back-to-backs in there, which are part of two, three, and fours. Otherwise, they literally play every other day for a month. As uh, Jesse Granger, the uh, Athletics uh, Vegas Golden Knights reporter, tweeted out, the Wild would be playing 40 games in the final 77 days of the season. Uh, For comparison, the Golden Knights will play 36 over the final 86 days of the season. The, The only saving grace to that is... They're not traveling very much throughout the whole that 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 craziness of you know starting February 12th, they got a game at home the 12th and the 14th, and they go to Winnipeg in the 16th, home back on the 18th. Then they're gone the week of the 20th, they hit four Canadian cities Mm -hmm. every other day. But March shapes out the entire even when they stop the everyday, like March shapes out pretty well. They start at home, they have a back-to-back on a Thursday, Friday, Philly, Buffalo, easy charter flight. They come back home. And then on the Thursday and Friday, the 10th, the 11th, they're Detroit, Columbus. So once again, easy flight, same time zone. And then they're home 13, 16, 19, 21, 24, 26, 27, 29, 31. They, they have a chance to actually pick up a lot of points. And also when you look at some of the teams that they're playing, yeah, Philly and Buffalo back, Philly and Buffalo are back-to-back road games. Very winnable back-to-back oh, yeah, road that, games. Those are four points you got to get if you're uh... – I mean, if you're ready to make a run. Their other back-to-back on the road, Detroit-Columbus. Yeah. Very winnable road game. Very winnable. Look, you know, I mean, I think even crazier than the stat of the 40 in the final 77 is the fact that they've played five games in the past 30 days. Yeah. Yeah. They've, they've had a COVID issue. They've had co- they have had COVID issue. They have had other teams' COVID issues. Uh, they've had the league-wide shutdown in there. It's been a weird, weird stretch for the wild, but like Richard pointed out before we started recording, they're positioned really, really well in the standings right now. If they can survive this onslaught of games, the, yeah, well, I mean, the central is, is the bottom three teams are the bottom three teams. The only surprise there, I think, I I think a, a number of us thought Dallas would Dallas would bounce back. We thought Chicago would be knocking on the door. Um, this year, no, nobody ever, you know, they weren't going to be, but I, I think like Dallas, Chicago, Arizona done, but 
I mean, you got the the top four teams plus Winnipeg. There's a little space between Winnipeg and Minnesota in seven Mm -hmm. points. Um, Minnesota's got games in hand over everybody above them. Mm -hmm. Oh, and by the way, the Pacific is dog crap. Mm -hmm. I mean, the Pacific is now is now turning into kind of what we expected of Vegas and everybody else. To to quote your old football coach, Adam, they are who we thought they were. (laughs) My old football coach, Denny Green. When was he my old football coach? Oh, no. It was, it was against my team. Your team. Damn, he was I, with Arizona. He was with Arizona then. I, I thought for some reason. I knew reason, Chicago was at play he's, there. He's actually more apt your old football coach by Not proximity mine. where you live. Well, there you go. Okay. Yeah, Sorry. I, uh, as, I thought for some as, reason Adam was a Vikings fan for uh, a minute. I was like, I wait, no, that that's not right. I screwed it up. As bad as you did that first ad read. Yeah. <laughs> no, that was worse because yours was just factually wrong. It was. At least I had the right. I had your team involved. I had that much right. Okay. The Pacific (laughs) is exactly what we thought it was. It's Vegas. It's it's shaping out to be Vegas and everybody else. And I think by the time we we get through the last half of the season, that's exactly what it's going to look like. Yeah. I mean, Anaheim has come back down to earth. Some somewhat crashing, if you will. Um, Two two other teams have to make the playoffs from that division. Yes. And it's going to be the (laughs) two other Orange County teams there. I don't, you know what? San Jose is finding their stride. They've had a good couple of weeks. Yeah, I picked a bad week to have to go against Timo Meyer and uh, Fantasy Hockey. <laughs> yeah, they, they, yeah, it's, it's, I, I mean, I'm not saying Minnesota's going to make it, but it's, I, I mean, it's, it's Vegas and two out of the two California teams, probably. Cause I probably, <laughs> I mean, I, you, you certainly like the way Minnesota is set up. Yeah. And for minutes, if you're if you're a wild fan or part of the organization, you got to love what's going on in the Pacific because you know that that improves your margin for error in terms yeah. of the second wild card coming out of the Central. Yep. Yeah. I mean, they 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 they. they I think they play Chicago three times um, in this crazy stretch that's coming up. They've got Winnipeg. Uh, I think Winnipeg twice. Uh, yeah, Winnipeg twice in this stretch. Um, they, they get to host Montreal. They have to go to the Island. Like I said, their road games, not, not the hardest, you know, go as they come out of the stretch. Um, no, they get two with Detroit. I mean, there, there, there are winnable. There are a lot of winnable games and, and, and their, their Canada stretch is not all the good parts of Canada. It's Edmonton. Who's in a free fall. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and apparently crabby. <laughs> There's, we'll talk about that uh they're, they're in ottawa and toronto and calgary after that so toronto's your only okay yeah tough one i mean the other three teams not great um calgary's calgary's still playing decent hockey they just they're just not score. they're keeping the puck out they're just not scoring enough but like i said the, the rest of their games i mean a lot of home ice a lot of home ice and a lot of a lot of winnable you know philly vancouver boston columbus nashville dallas or, you know, that that's, I mean, Minnesota could, could actually come out of this strong if they play above 500. Um, I mean, the problem is their schedule doesn't let up in April either. Like you said, it's, it's, I think they just got to get to April to get some separation either from fifth place in the central or from fourth place in the Pacific. Cause that's kind of what they're playing against is, is fifth place, in the, or sorry, I'd say sixth place, sorry, in the central, because we can all agree that, you know, both playoff teams are probably coming. I don't know. I, I guess fourth place in the Pacific is really what their eye is. That's their gauge right now of San Jose at 44 points is their playoff life. 
if we're assuming five and three? Probably. Yeah. I mean, and, and the fact that both, I mean, the, the games in hand situation in the, the central versus the Pacific is really yeah. problematic for, for, for the California teams right now. I mean, I all, mean right, all, all three of them. Yeah. I mean, right now it's four and four technically. Uh, I mean, Winnipeg has to jump Calgary and San Jose to get there, but they, they have five games in hand on San Jose equal with Calgary. Right. Um, so, I mean, I think San Jose is the, I mean, I think Calgary gets there, but I also don't think Anaheim's done free falling. So Minnesota, I mean, Minnesota becomes the team to watch in the second half. They probably have the best, the most, most intriguing story to watch out of any team in the NHL, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I would agree. I think the, uh, I mean, the biggest issue is how healthy they can get. Yep. Can, can Talbot come back? Although Kakinen's playing great. How, just, you know, what does Talbot look like coming back? Uh, Erickson Eck, Spurgeon, if they get healthy, they become a really interesting team, not just on the stretch, but coming into the trade deadline, depending on how, uh, how the beginning of this uh, closing run shakes out. Yeah. Cause I'm going to double down what I said two weeks ago, guys. Um, the East is set. It's looking more and more set. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the Metro is set. Oh yeah. Holy. I, I, have, have we seen a division in the history since we've gone to this format, have we seen a more perfect have and have not a four and four in a division? Not that I can remember. I mean, it's, it's literally a battle for first place. And a battle for the best draft choice of you know of eighth place. Yeah, there's there's they're bunched up. There's two pods of bad and good in in the metro right now. And it's such a weird like you've got you know the the Islanders with 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 eight games in hand on the top of the division. Like it's unbelievable what what covid did to the uh to the islanders and the, and the, <laughs> the islanders have won two in a row but and they're here's and, the thing i mean it's it, it's if such they a win, weird split if they win all those games in hand win all of them every single one of them they're still not in the top four nope that's how bad of a start they like yeah. that not playing at home and, and then not just not playing at home they actually I'm horrible at they home. actually played decent getting to getting to that first home game after 13 road games they can't get above 500 at home. They can't no. take advantage of their new arena. It's those shack sandwiches. <laughs> it's the, the artificial coloring in those bagels. That's what's doing it. That's what's, that, that, that's your issue, huh? That's my, yeah. Okay. Get that out. They'll start winning. I guarantee it. I mean, my issue is bagel around a piece of chicken. It's, it, it's not a combination that should be had. Correct. Bagels <laughs> are not meant for a chicken vehicle bagels listen bagels can hold up through a lot but I, I, for, with fried chicken that just that's that, that's asking that's asking the bagel to do a lot of work I, I don't think a bagel should ever be in sandwich form oh i love bagel sandwiches i think bagels should always be open face i mean you can't go wrong either way I, but i do love myself a bagel sandwich like especially like a breakfast sandwich see no but english muffin or croissant more apt for the breakfast sandwich world i don't know i mean you got or, a bagel or a tortilla uh, you know, breakfast burritos are going to win yeah. every time, yes. but yes. You, you got a bagel. That's already a breakfast sandwich or breakfast uh, food. You just make it into a sandwich. It's, it's that simple. I'm, I'm, I'm all about the Lonnie, Lonnie, what, what's your take I, on it? I love a, you know, good uh, egg, cheese, bacon on a bagel. I, 
to me, it's too thick as a sandwich. I, I want, I want the English muffin or the croissant for my breakfast sandwich. The, the, an egg can't like sop into a, a, a bagel the way it can a croissant or. Okay. So, so you're going for like a over easy kind of egg for your sandwich. Not, not always. I, I don't mind like, like the, the over hard, you know, give it, you know, the, the, the McMuffin type style, but I, I want that softer bread, I guess, with my sandwich. Okay. See, the, I, I can understand that. That's yeah. fine. I, but I, I, I love, I egg, love bagel. Egg, prepar- egg preparation yeah. does matter though. Yes. Yes. No, in, in my sandwich, so if I'm doing a true sandwich, it's not over easy. If I'm doing something open face or, or something on, on just on the plate and over medium over, like I like, you know, especially, especially biscuits that I can sop the biscuit up with, with the egg yolk type mm. thing. Uh, but yeah, no, but I, I don't like the thickness of a bagel in my sandwich, but nice. give me lox and bagel and cucumber, you know, and, and, and some chopped. I'm, I'm good. I'm good with all that. I mean, I, I'm not having issue with any of that. I'm just saying that I do like, a good okay. breakfast, uh, you know, bagel sandwich every now and then. I mean, I'll allow it. It's it's not right, but but I'll allow it. <laughs> uh, you you want to talk to you want to talk? Uh, you're calling back last week to Chicago's OT goal that was a goal, and then went to review, and then wasn't well, it wasn't a goal. Then it was a goal. Then it went to review to see if it was offside to maintain it as a goal. That one. It went that to one, a second, yeah. second review. Yeah, it was two reviews. Well, because you can't re- you can't review a goal, no goal, and offside, no offside at the same time in the NHL. Haven't you learned that? They, everything is independent of the other. I, it it is. I guess what was confusing to me was the order that they chose to review it in. Exactly. Because if you go with the offside and you determine an offside, it doesn't matter. If, if you, it's offside, whatever happens with the goal doesn't matter. Exactly. And, and don't, shouldn't you be doing it in sequential order? Like when the puck enters the zone, if it's off, that's where you well, should start. This, this goes back to the whole problem with the offside review and, and how, like it, the infinite length that it can be before you can, rev, you know, that it can handle. As long as the puck's in the zone, the offside is valid. doesn't matter if it's a six shot on net type thing. The, the whole off, that, that's the first problem. Offside review needs to be reviewed. There, there needs okay. to be more parameters on that. A third review. Got it. Well, it, it has to be on the initial play, in my I, opinion. Like, I want to go to the initial play. But yeah, I, I get, but why not just review them both at the same time? And, and especially if it's not Wes McCauley, you, you can't have double reviews. Wes McCauley, I'm <laughs> double reviews for Wes McCauley, therefore. Yes. Not Wes McCauley, do it all at once. <laughs> can, can we have I, a McCauley? I, I, get, I yeah. get on board with that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, Dramatic pause. Uh, Next review. So was it the right call in your opinion, Richard? The, the call for whether it was a goal, uh, the play at the net, I think they got it right. Okay. The offside call. I'm not so sure. I don't know if he had control of the puck, bringing it across as he caught it behind him as he already entered the zone. So, that that one I'm I'm more inclined to say he was offside, therefore no goal. But you just said you weren't sure. I I would lean more to, I would lean more towards it was offside, but I can see the argument of he had control, but I don't think he did. 
So in my opinion, no, he was offside. I guess the, I think it's offside also because I don't know what the question of, like, again, it's where's the control. He touched the puck. Is that control? Is that enough? I mean, he redirected the, the path of the puck. Is that enough for control? Also, wasn't he in the zone already when he did that? One skate was on the line. You could well, inter- you on can the enter the he- zone backwards. You can remember, it, but he wasn't going backwards. He was sideways. He was forward. He was forward. Okay. Yeah. But I mean, I believe the rule does say you have to have control. You can come in before the puck, but you must have control of the puck. Whether he taps it and changes direction of the puck, is that enough to be considered control? That's a redirection. That's not control. Because you see the, the puck bounce up on edge as it comes in. Is, is he controlling it at that point or is he, you know, in the process of gaining control? Yeah, that's it. In real time, I had no problem with it. I started questioning it during the replay. In real time, I thought it was offside. Okay. Uh, during the replay is when I started, you know, being able to piece together where, you know, what was where, where was a skate. Where was the stick? Where was the puck? You know, was there control? And that's when I started to question, okay, I can see the, the argument for he could have had control, but I don't think he did. Okay. I, I, like I said, I can go either. To me, it was one of those of whatever the call on the ice was for onside, offside had to stand. I don't think there was enough video to, re- it wasn't conclusive on video, in my opinion. I, but I thought the goal should, in terms of goal, no goal, it should have counted. I mean, the player did not cause, he was not the impetus for the puck coming off or the, the net going off the mooring. If the net was still in place, the puck would have gone in legally. I thought they got that part right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought the defense caused the issue. Right. Abs- 100%. I was more shocked they didn't overturn that part of the play than I was the offside. I, I didn't think they'd overturn the offside. I was shocked they allowed the goal. Because anytime something crashes into the net, it almost seems like it's on. Nope, nope, nope. Done. Right. You, you, yeah. you blow the whistle, protect the goal, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. So. Yeah. I actually give him credit for getting that right and yeah. letting the play finish. Yeah. I, I think you brought up the important point that it was the defenseman who came in crashing into the net that dislodged everything and, you know, interfered with his goaltender's ability yeah. to stop the puck. So, yeah. Good call. We're, we're recording this on Thursday the 20th. Did you guys see the Matthews goal that was disallowed last night in the Toronto, New York game? Oh, I did not catch that did one. Not. Distinct kicking motion. And, you know, it all came down to what's really interesting about this one. Pass comes across. He turns his skate and he kind of flicks his toe at the puck to push it into the net. I don't think he intended to kick the puck. I think he had full intent to, to actually do it. But when you look at it, because of like the rocking and Don Koharski, this was a TNT game last night. So, so Koharski was there. He, he, he said it, you know, it, and I agree with him. I, I said right away, I'm like, well, that's kicking motion. He goes, he, he saw a distinct kicking motion. And then Mick Kern and, and I had a little Twitter talk, um, you know, from Sirius XM, Mick Kern. And, you know, it was, it was, and he says, he, he, same thing. It wasn't intent, but once again, intent is not part of the rule. Right. You know, you can't judge intent, but it, it's one of those where you can tell Matthews wasn't trying to kick it into the net, that he was trying to angle it but he, he flicks his foot, like just a little flick, which makes it a kicking motion. Right. That's all it should. I mean, that's all yeah. it should take. Yeah. 
it's a bummer, but like, again, the, it, it's, you know, it's one thing when somebody's, I mean, and I think you see this all the time of a player stopping hard, driving the net and the puck comes off as, you know, redirects off the skate. If it's not kicking, that's not a kick. That is them trying to get themselves in position. And you can redirect, you redirect, you can redirect. Mm-hmm. Right. Yes. But you know, as soon as the, the, the foot, the, the boot moves to that's, that's going to be the ball game. Yep. There you go. There you go. It's time for picks, Richard. Oh, it sure is. We're at the um, bet 99 portion for our Canadian listeners where they can get all their sports gambling they want online. Once again, if you're American, get a Canadian VPN and you can do it. But we want to thank bet 99 for being our great f- sponsor for the all our picks. Um, I, I like the pick board, Rich. That's all I got to say. I'll let you introduce it. But it's looking good. It's looking yeah. good. Yeah. I mean... Um... Adam and I went three and three last week with the six picks, given the bonus pick of the over under in Vegas with Flurry's return. Um, Lonnie, two and four, slipping a little bit. You've allowed uh, Adam to catch up to you in the standings. Uh, both you guys, 23 and 14 on the season. I am a uh, distant, I guess, third place since there's a tie for first at 19 and eight. I need to make I, up I, some ground. You mean last? We call that last place. 19 and 18. Sorry, not 19 and 8. It's Um, last. Last. uh, Yes, I I am third place out of three. Um, By by the way, the way under hit in that game. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that one really (laughs) disappointed me. I'm watching this game. I'm watching this game, and I'm real early. I'm like, yeah, that this this is uh, not going to go well for me. Nope. Uh, So I got five games for us to pick. We can flex the last game because I would like to get an opinion on it, but I've thrown a placeholder in there. <laughs> Who are you, NBC Sunday Night Football? Seriously. Exactly. We, we, late, we are able to season, flex the last uh... game. Uh, this week, if you want to follow us uh, on Twitter, you can find us at PHN Podcast. Use PHN Picks to make your picks. This Saturday, January 22nd, we have our first game, Winnipeg at Boston. Adam, who do you like? You know, if Tuka Rask plays against Connor Hellebuck, it's two goalies I have zero confidence in. Um, Tuka got lit up the other night. He Ooh, sure did. Um, Jerks. I, I'm, I'm going to go. I'm going with the home team because they're the home team. Like both teams are just not playing good. Like Boston's won eight of their last 10, but I don't feel they're playing good hockey winning eight of their last 10. And once again, goaltending wasn't their problem before. It, it's yeah it's been uh been choppy at best for boston but but I, but I think they just i think you're just gonna outscore winnipeg i think it's gonna be a high scoring bet the over and give me boston okay lonnie yeah uh, this is a home team situation i'm taking the bees all right um i i want to i kind of want to take boston but i my gut is telling me winnipeg is uh prime for an upset here so I'm going to, I'm going to go with the jets in this one. Um, all right. Game number two, the Toronto Maple Leafs at the New York Islanders. Is there nothing better on Saturday than a game? Have you seen Saturday's schedule, which is why game it's, number five it, is going to be. It's I brutal. I, I, I could have flexed that one. There's, there's a, okay. Well, I mean, I, I got a West coast game that I, that I was eyeing, but um, no, it's not the Islanders. How about that? Okay. Are we going to make that one unanimous? Yeah. I think oh, so. Lonnie. Okay. Oh, Lonnie. Ha- Lonnie. 
No, I just don't. I I, I want to have faith in. I, I, again, the Islanders were an early season pick of mine. I want to have faith. I just but, you got to do it for you got to got to do it more before I start picking you. They, they were an early season pick of everybody. Everybody's yeah. At so. least I, I don't feel. I'm glad I'm not out on that limb by myself. That's for sure. <laughs> All right, we'll make that one unanimous. Uh, slightly better game: Detroit at Nashville. Start with Lonnie. Who you got? Um, Red Wings on the road. Uh, no thanks. I'm taking the Predators. Okay. I tried taking the Red Wings earlier this season on the road. It did not work out well. Adam. Nashville. I don't like Detroit having to play at home and travel the next day to Nashville. Okay. I'll take Nashville as well. Game number four, Calgary at Edmonton. We got, we always got to pick the battle of Alberta because it's a good, it's it's always a good game. Uh, Always fun. Throw the records out the window. It's the battle of Alberta. Adam, who you got? Edmonton wishes they could throw the record (laughs) out the window right now. Um, You know, I, I, I like Edmonton in this one. I, I, I'm still not giving up on Edmonton having a run. You got the okay. best damn player in the world at some point. And, and their goaltending is a disaster with injuries, but maybe that's a good thing for him. I don't know. So you got Edmonton. Got Edmonton. All right, Lonnie. Adam, they have arguably the two best players in the world. Mm-hmm. And I'm they got two, Cal- two of the top five. They got two and of I'm the ta- top five. And I'm taking Calgary. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Um, just every time I have to pick Edmonton, I, I always go against Jacob. So I'm going Calgary as well. <laughs> All right. Game number five. Um, cause I was looking at the schedule. I, I did not like a whole lot of the games that we were going to see on Saturday. You didn't like the Tampa the San, you didn't like the juicy. I thought Tampa San Jose late's a juicy game. I, I feel like that one's just going to be a blowout, but that's just my early you think, season. You think, Tampa, you think Tampa's going to blow them out? I thought San Jose was going to blow them out. Really? No. Um, San Jose has played some good hockey recently. They, they, they have recently. And then I, I'm kind of forgetting that, which is why I'm, I'm asking for the flex. Right now, they don't, I they don't have, have De- they don't have Aaron Dellingle anymore. I mean, give them some credit. Exactly. Um, so we can flex to that one. Would I, or we can make that a bonus pick this week since we're all about the bonus picks this year. What I have right now, game number five from the Premier Hockey Federation the Toronto six at the Connecticut whale battle of it battle Love of the top it. two teams. Yeah. It's, it's going to be a good one. One and, one and two in the league, by the way. Yeah, they are. It, this is going to be a good one. You, you guys want to do that and maybe do uh, San Jose, Tampa Bay for bonus <laughs> I, pick. Listen, we should do a PHF pick every week. Absolutely. Yeah, we're let's big fans it. of the PHF here at, uh, at pro hockey news. All right, let's do it. All yeah, right. We, 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 we were at, we were at those games in the bubble. We, we were, I, the fan is still sitting behind yeah. me. Yeah, in some shape, literally shape or form, we were there. We were cardboarded and cartooned, but we were there. We were there. Yeah. Six against the whale. Adam, who you like? I'll take the six. They've been rolling. Lonnie. Six. All right. I'm going with the whale. I like him. Little, little home. You like the home, like the home atmosphere there? I like the home atmosphere there. And I, I've just been a, a fan of the whale ever since I've been uh, following the, you know, what was the national women's hockey league and now the premier hockey federation. Um, yeah. And I, I like a bunch of their players. So I, I'm, I'm going with the whale. And, right. and, and you can't, you can't not love a team that that plays in a place the trashers used to play. Right. Or anybody who plays homage to the whalers. 
Yeah. I mean, it's, 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 they, they are. Yeah. I mean, in that, I like, I mean, that's a league with almost perfect logos. Almost. Who are you picking out as, uh, I, who are you singling out? I don't like the Buffalo logo. Uh, that's where I was. I think go. the Buffalo Buttes could have been better. I don't like, they're the Buffalo Buttes and they're using a bison cause it's Buffalo. Like, you, you you just you went too cliche with that you, you could do something you could gone with like more of like just the buffalo head. like i don't know i don't like the silhouette of the buffalo but yeah i'm not i'm not and it's just black and white i just i don't love the buttes yeah. i'm not big on the buttes look the other ones i think are great who, who do you think has the best the, the best you know i that's tough because i like them all for the i like them all for the reason that they picked them Right. Type thing. Like Minnesota White Camp understated. And the way the M and the W and the C yep. are all in court. I, I like oh, yeah. that. The Toronto Six is is it, it great colors, mm-hmm. you know, and the way the T rolls into the the Riveters are cool because it's Rosie the Riveter. Uh, you know, it's kind of very American and you're you're in all you're in Metro New York and all that. Everybody likes the whale. Everybody um, likes the whale. I mean, maybe, maybe I like Boss because they did something with a Bruin head. Um, or a lion head for the, for the pride that, that it's a different angle than we've seen the Boston Bruins ever do yeah. in any other iteration. So I probably the Boston pride as I talk out loud is my favorite. Okay. I can respect that. That's a good one. You, I, I really like the riveters. I, I think that that's just like, that's the best in the league right now. And their, their jerseys are fantastic. So yeah. They, Lonnie. I'm a homer. I love the, the white caps. It's just, it's, it's understated. It just, but it, it hits all the right notes and uh, y- you know exactly who it is. It, it just, it does it right. And, and maybe the best part about that is they didn't lean on their NHL team in any way, shape or form that they're closest to. Thank God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Yes. All right. Um, so, okay. We'll go bonus pick. Game number six, Tampa Bay at San Jose. Adam, who you got? Taking San Jose. All right. Lonnie. I'm taking Tampa. And if I believed in, if I did such a thing, I would bang the over because there's a whole (laughs) lot of goals scored in this game. Especially if uh, Timo Meyer gets his way. Um, All right. Once was enough this week. And, (laughs) <laughs> okay those are our picks for the whoa, week again whoa 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 whoa, whoa. whoa, whoa. what and you oh yeah tampa bay i, I mean <laughs> I, we talked about this i was just making sure every week this is every week he tries to get out of picking one one <laughs> yeah then he claims he talked about it earlier so it's binding yeah. exactly yeah I, I already picked i said you know anyway all right there are our picks for the week if you want to follow us on twitter at phn podcast is where you can find us use the hashtag phn picks to make your picks and see how well you stack up against the first line there you go i would say if we all were able to bet 99 since jacob's not the only one and we bet the same amount of dollars straight up on, on all, all of us would be making money this year we'd you'd be up That's one true. unit and lonnie and i would be up nine units yeah so there is that yeah we we do have winning records all around yes. And, and not, NH, not NHL winning records, actual, actual. actual winning records. Just don't pay attention to my picks from the second line, and I have a good winning record here. It's being yeah, around I, Jacob and Lou brings you down. It, 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 it brings out my perfect weeks, but then I have really bad weeks right after that. So, yeah. Okay. That's what you're going with? That's what I'm going with. 
That's what you're going with. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, closing thoughts, Mr. Producer, the double shifter himself, sick kid at home, Richard Cote. <laughs> oh, he is doing much better now. The, um, the issue seems to have resolved itself. Um, so there was a video that's been circulating around uh, social media, at least I've seen some of it today, um, of a reporter in West Virginia covering ice and snow and just bad weather conditions, bad road conditions. Um, she ends up getting hit by a car. Ooh. And this is, uh, you know, market 70, small market, West Virginia. She, she's okay. And, but I, I had an issue with how it was handled on air because it's a, it's a, you know, box and box. They're talking back to the anchor anchor. I'm was being told afterwards that he had no monitor. He couldn't see her live, uh, but gave, absolutely no reaction after she's saying I was just hit by a car. Um, but it turns out she was what we call a one man band. She had set up her own live shot, set up her own camera and nobody was there to help her in a potentially dangerous situation. So this is, this is something I, I see, you know, a little bit more in my profession is sending people out to potentially dangerous situations. So um, just wanted to bring up the conversation of, you know, whenever you see a reporter out there, they're not always being taken care of, especially in the smaller markets. They don't always have the protection of a second person out there. So um, be a little, you know, slower in your judgment of how things were handled and think about kind of what they're having to go through to get that and get you the information um, that you need. So that's my closing thought. There's, there's, a, there's, a, there's a lot of, but there's a lot more to unpack in this story. Like for one or she also said, that she's she got hit in college the same way. So exactly. it's not the first time she's gotten hit by a car and made it through. And apparently it's her last week on the job. Yeah. It, it, I, I think my biggest issue is they did not cut away from this. It, it went on for minutes after she gets hit by a car. They keep just talking back and forth. I'm like, get, get away from that. Make sure she's okay. Go somewhere else. Talk to your weatherman. Come back and just tell the audience she's okay. And then have a talk with whomever next time and make sure they're set up in a proper place, not right next to the street. Especially when there's snow and ice. Exactly. Now I want to know if she's going to another station or leaving the profession as a whole. That, that's the follow-up. So I don't know. Right. We got to figure out where she's going. I, I would her, hope she stays in the profession, but... I was going to say, if I'm her and I got hit twice by a car on the job, I'm not sure. She said she got hit in college. Let's not assume it was on the job. That's a lot of people fair. get hit that's by cars fair. in college. Just, just saying. Yeah. It's uh, apparently she's a Philly native. And I mean, thank God she's okay. Cause now you can make a lot of jokes about being from Philly and getting hit by cars and things. Yeah. I just, yeah. Odd sequence, but yeah, I, my favorite part is like the crosstalk. I mean, the fact that she's okay makes it, you can, you can have a little light with it, but the fact that she brings up, it's okay. Yeah. I would sit like a car like that in college. Like what? Yeah. That, that, that just makes you want to listen. Even there's more. a, there's a whole other segment that has yeah. to happen. Yeah. Yeah. She, she better get it. She better get a good send off uh, since it's her last week on the job. I expect a nice pat goodbye package for, you know, a good tribute video for her is coming. Yes. <laughs> Ryan Reeves just earned his last night in New York. Yep. First Rangers goals, two of them in a game. Yep, that happens. Lonnie, 
So speaking of uh, snow and ice on the roads, we had a, uh, a situation here that happened this morning in Minneapolis. Uh, a, a truck overturned on, or was crashed at least, on I-94, uh, northwest of the metro area, by uh, northwest of me by 20, 25 minutes or so. And that truck was carrying potatoes. It was 15 below zero this morning when the truck crashed. And they had to close that stretch of I-94 because it was so cold, the potatoes froze to the interstate. Welcome to Minnesota in January, everybody. They just get a fire truck out there that had some heated water to get rid of it? I, what was the... just, I mean, I'm wondering why they didn't just send out snow plows and just scrape them up, but... I, it's, it's probably got to leave, like, some residue, and, you know, like, potato... Like, in that situation, and, and, it could be slippery. Right. And it's too cold for, for salt. And certainly the brine that they mix and pour on the roads uh, is not going to work at that temperature. So I don't actually know the resolution. I just know that we had a potato covered freeway and yeah. And, so, and not just potatoes sitting on the freeway, potatoes literally frozen to the road. I, they, I should, think, they should have put salt out there because salt makes a potato tasty. A good it exactly. really salt. Yeah, it mean, brings out the flavor. Absolutely. Yeah, I, mean, I, I think there was an opportunity missed. Uh, Orida needs to buy that section of highway and just sponsor it. That would be brilliant. They or really the state, of, state of Idaho. Yeah. Mm, kind of like sister state it up type thing, you know? Yeah. That's right. <clears throat> my my send off is uh, congratulations to Willie O'Ree. The, received the Congressional Gold Medal, the highest civilian honor you can get in the U.S., Bipartisan, 426 to zero, it passed in the House. Now it sits on the president's desk. Here's the cool thing about that. He is the first person ever to now receive the U.S. Congressional Gold Medal and the Order of Canada. Nobody can say they've received both. That's interesting. I didn't know that. Born in in Canada, Mm -hmm. has lived many years in the U.S., you know, African-American player. We all know, just got had his jersey retired this past week in Boston. But yeah, the first person ever to have the Order of Canada and the Congressional Gold Medal. That's awesome. Put that in Jeopardy cool. trivia question. That is fantastic. I'm going to tuck that away for a good, yeah, trivia night. Yeah, I mean, it's, and he's the first hockey player to receive the Congressional Gold Medal ever. Huh. I mean, how nobody from Team USA got that. We've, we've got to talk about the 1980, you know, didn't they watch Miracle? That's <laughs> true. <laughs> gotta, gotta work on that gotta work on that but yeah i, I thought that was pretty cool the first person I mean, and when you think about it i i think yeah I, I don't know all the rules but i'm assuming you gotta have some citizenship in in both or either country or be born there i mean that's it's pretty impressive to get both i mean it, it's got to be a hard honor obviously it's a hard honor but i mean think about it. nobody's ever done that as much as our countries are friendly and you get a lot of cross-border stuff and you know brett hall who claims both i mean that never got it uh you know but i just it's, a, it's pretty surprising to me that it's never happened before. Well, that, that just means you have to do something pretty outstanding to be able to, you know, get both of those. Yeah. And he obviously did. I, for some reason, I thought Jackie Robinson would have gotten it the way, you know, because he, he had some playing in Canada and some of the things, you know, in, in before he was with the Dodgers and all that. There, there were some great stories of him in Canada. But yeah, Willie O'Reilly, well-deserved. I mean, this is a guy that's gone through a lot in his, in his life. So... 
That's all we got on this first line edition of the Pro Hockey News Podcast. We want to thank Verbero Hockey, LDE Affinity, Julia Bet 99, and our presenting sponsor, the Chicago Wolves Merchandise Store. PHN15 is the code. Go use it at chicagowolfstore.com. For Richard Cote and Lonnie Goldsmith, this is Adam Enix saying so long on another edition of the Pro Hockey News Podcast. <laughs>